What's up, y'all? My name's Taha. My album Have Nightmares About Me is out now on all platforms, and here is my album analysis. And welcome back. I'm Mike with the Turntable Teachers, and class is officially back in session. We have Night School episode 42 in our fifth and second to last edition of the album analysis, a limited series where we have uh, we have alumni come back onto the podcast to talk about their brand new project and returning to the podcast. One of our favorites, Mr. Taha, is back with us. <laughs> What's going on, dog? How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? How are you? I am great. So good to see you, man. Jump right into this thing. New project, Have Nightmares About Me, out now on all streaming platforms, man. This is this one's been a long time coming for you, and you've been talking about this one really actually since you came on the podcast the first time. You you were talking about this project. You were like, yo, this one's going to be crazy. It's dark. It's blah, 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 all these different things. People, obviously, you can tell like from the from the title of the of the project that this one's definitely probably be a little bit darker and things like that so but my first question for you about this project all right because i think this is kind of something that we should talk about just to get this out of the way like and this is for probably anybody that has heard it or maybe hasn't heard it um i want to talk about the writing on this project because that is i think i mean there's so many things to talk about this project but that is the one that i think that's one of the things that stands out the most so like what type of headspace were you in creating this project, man? That's what that's what I want to know because some of the writing here it's 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 dark, it's twisted, it's uh, it's just all all these just different you know I feel like moments that you were having over maybe the last year or two and or maybe the rest of your really whole, your whole life I should say too it felt like just like this therapeutic just like I need to get all these these demons out that's what it felt like for me but like I just I just want to hear from you like you know where where was the inspiration behind this thing? That was a amazing question i feel like i don't i mean you know there's so many a cool thing about art i've realized is looking at the context of when it was created um and even just the point of this album you know was created during a pandemic during a time of much racial tension and an extreme just like awareness of anti-blackness going on within america and and just like you know, uh, uh, kind of like the back half of Trump's presidency, which was just so insidious, like everything just started really coming out of the waters even more and more. And just like everything that was bubbling was just erupting in front of everyone's eyes. So I feel like that's an interesting thing was just the context of what this it's like, how could you not make a project like this during one of the most shittiest times of all history? Like, honestly, true. That's true. Like this was such a shitty fucking time. And so that that was just the context surrounding like the environment but i guess like personally wise like like the personal writing behind everything and just like kind of like drawing back on like the traumas i've been through was i've always struggled with like anger anger was always a big thing um and it was always a shameful thing um because i guess it wasn't really anger but it was more rage I'd always be, and, and it, it was just so consuming, and it was it was bleeding into everything. It was bleeding into like my love life, uh, uh, my friends, my job. You know, I'd just be getting, I would just be having these like feelings of such rage, you know, and and it it just it just, and we've talked about that before, even on the last interview we did. I remember saying like, yeah, man, I really gotta work on my anger problems, because uh, it's just like my anxiety manifests in that way. 
mm-hmm. it manifests in anger. Other people, you know, like they they get disoriented. Some people like they draw in. I I I just let it all out yeah. in a very uncontrolled manner, but in a very dangerous way too. That ends mm-hmm. up really hurting myself and 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 like you know like. Shout out to my loved ones. Like, they always know, like, oh, no, we know you don't mean this, you don't mean that. But, like, damn, man. Like, I was, it was, it was, it was just a lot and very draining. So I feel like it was out of necessity, really, with all the writing. Was it, this is a necessity. I need to put, I need to put this character of mine, this part of me, this, this nightmarish character of me to rest. Hmm. So, yeah. How do you, how do you feel now that you've, you've done that? Uh, I was definitely like like it was a sense of mourning saying goodbye because this character you know this part of me helped me like the angry taha helped me in a lot of times you know during times where like bullies would coming at me you know standing up to 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 like uh um you know authority of uh, uh, figures of like you know just like empower of sorts like yeah, my teachers figures, you yeah. know like authority people and like you know uh um just like it helped me a lot, you know, and it helped scare people and it helped get respect out of others, you know. But then at a certain point, like it was like now this is just it's, it's, it's more impeding me than than like propelling me, you know. So I had to like say goodbye to it, like put it to rest. Well, I mean, I, I think that that is a mature aspect. I think you did it in a mature way. Right. And I think it's not a destructive way by any stretch. And you know, making music, of course, right? Um, but something you said that I think really resonates with me, um, you know, you said, like you mentioned that anxiety, you know, for you, it's more of a, it's an aggressive thing. And, and I, and I almost feel, well, there's, there's, I think there's two ways that people go when they, when they're anxious and they have anxiety. It's, it's the classic fight or flight, right? And I'm, and I'm, and I'm glad that you're kind of pointing out like, oh, like I'm more of the fighter, right? Like I'm someone that's going to stand up to whatever's in front of me. For me, I'm actually the opposite. I, when I get anxious, I have to, I try to remove myself from that situation to calm down or like get in a better headspace. So I'm the flight person mm. necessarily. It's not that I'm not gonna like deal with whatever's going on, but yeah. if it's too overwhelming for me at the time, my anxiety takes over. It's like, whoa, we gotta, we gotta time out. Like we gotta, we gotta take a breather. And then I can come back to it in a better headspace. So like for me, I am much more of like the not shutdown type of person, but much more of like the the flight. And it sounds like you're more of the fight. So like it's just interesting to see how like it manifests itself in different ways in different people, right? Our anxieties and our depressions and all this stuff. And you bring up a good point. Like the pandemic brought all of that out in all of us. I think this this past year, you know what I mean. And then it was the perfect storm that with just the you know, things going on in society and mm. uh, racially, like you said, and with the president, like, it's just, there was so much going on and it all just kind of came to a head, I think, you know, but um, I think it, you're right. Like uh, there's a way that though, that where us kind of unhash, like hashing all of these feelings out, I think it'll only benefit society in the long run. Cause now I think at this point, you know, the message is pretty clear. Like we need to do a better job to, mm include everybody right that's in i mean we have to remember what america was founded on it was founded on immigrants it was founded on you know people coming together and if we're not doing that then you know we're we're not doing ourselves any favors by you know not recognizing our history like how we got here like you know who the type of people that have been oppressed Mm. and and how it's not 
a lot now i mean a lot has changed but there's still a lot of you know mentalities that haven't changed you know what 100%. i mean and, and and for people like you i'm sure that that is frustrating and ang- like I, I would be angry too you know what i mean yeah. i have actually scratch that i was angry this whole goddamn year because of yeah. what you're talking about you know what i mean and, and i'm not somebody that's even deeply affected by that on a personal mm. level you know mm. what i mean just uh, from an empathetic level mm. so I, I just appreciate everything you put into this project man i really do that means a lot man i appreciate someone because like someone getting it you feel me like you actually got the message and you got what i was trying to get with this project so it just means a lot because i feel like throughout my whole life i've been uh um every time i've mentioned this before too every time i'm trying to tell people like my feelings or, or my my perspective in life or even just like i'm telling people to respect me they'd be like they just flat out rejected to be like no we're not gonna do that mm-hmm. so the fact that like i put myself in my most vulnerable form and i have someone like you respecting that man and seeing that bless man bless 100 percent. thank you so much man oh of course you know you know i rock with you heavy and i no, and i'm and i'm glad just too that i was able to kind of hear that message and understand it and then you know because you gave me a different perspective that i listening to your music just in general even since for the first time you came on the show like listening to your music has given me a uh, uh, a, a different perspective on just just you know human experience really you know what i mean because i think for you like you know you being a being a muslim and, and being someone from the you know being uh, middle eastern descent like there's not a lot of that voice in hip-hop i don't think right now you know what i mean mm-hmm. or th- there's some but it's it's such so few and far in between and the people that really you know are are they really talking about some of the things that you're talking about like islamophobia and it's okay for you to be angry you know what i'm saying like i think this, i think that's a good thing part of of, of your project too is yeah. that it's kind of this whole thing where it's like it's okay to feel these feelings yes. right like deal with them in a prop in the proper way but this is not like a, a horrible thing that you're to be angry like what why 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 does that have to be something that's taboo you know what i mean mm. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's about like, it's like this weird balance, right? Of, of, of like making space for your feelings, but also not trying to be consumed by them, mm. you know? And so I think that was with anger specifically here and just kind of like, you know, even touching upon toxic masculinity in a way where it's like, you know, is it toxic masculinity too? That's such a, uh, um, kind of like this very complex thing. Cause it's like, yeah, you know, you're not supposed to be, like obviously being violent and being aggressive isn't okay you don't want to be that but it sucks when other sources are putting that image on you and are for and like in a way they already kind of confine you to that definition right so in a way you're just like so confused because you're like i don't want to do this but they're making it they keep trying to they keep trying to put me in this box Mm -hmm. you know and they keep putting me in these positions where it's like how else am i going to react exactly so I think that's like a big thing. So not that it's impossible. Just just saying that like the journey uh, uh, through that is uh, very uh, could be a bit foggy, you know, and yeah. a lot of obstacles in the way. I applaud you for taking the journey, brother, because a lot of people repress that shit. No, it's true though, and I know you say, but like it's so true because that's when when you start repressing that shit, you push it down, it gets too long. Like and man, and then it starts to really kind of, you know. Uh, manifest itself in like darker and deeper ways you know then that comes out i think in a more destructive manner you know what i mean so for you to sit there and be like hey you know what i'm feeling this way during this time i mean you and i have conversations all the time off air like about about all this stuff so i'm I'm glad we're having this conversation now too but it's just like you know i'm feeling all these things how do i get that out in a healthy way for not only 
myself, but like maybe this will resonate with somebody else too. You know what I mean? And even though you and I don't necessarily deal with anxiety the same way, I love what you're talking about, toxic masculinity. I think we even had this conversation maybe the first episode too a little bit where, you know, it's, it's one of those things where like when I was growing up, you know, um, feeling your feelings was, you know, not something that was, or expressing your feelings was not exactly something that um, was always welcomed put it that yeah. way and me, yeah. from 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 the men on my side of the family and not to say that you know I'm not bashing my family by any stretch so shout out to all my family but like it's just it's just not it's 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 not healthy and we need yeah. to normalize this this shit like why are we not normalizing mental health why are we not normalizing the fact that just man woman you know whatever whatever gender you are like it doesn't matter like we all feel the same feelings like let's 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 just normalize that more i think that that in essence is important and, and it takes artists like you man to to really push that out to the limelight thank you man appreciate that man yeah i feel, i just feel like it's the only music i could really make like if i could fucking go like you know trap trap all the all you know trap trap with my music like I could, I would, but I literally can't. Like, I just, that music, it would just sound like ass. Like, if I if I did that music, it would sound, I wouldn't be on this if, if I was making you definitely, that. No, you wouldn't have caught my ear. But, like, I, I feel as though, too, that it, you have to be who you are, too. Like, you exactly. can't be inauthentic. Like, I think that that comes out in with artists. I think that's something that is is um, not valued as much where you're talking about, like, you know, I I can kind of recognize that this ain't ain't the life you're living, right? If 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 you're if you're rapping about something that doesn't seem authentic with you, everything you wrote in this on this, like even if even if the soundscape for people this is this is a little jarring, obviously of an album, but even that, if 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 I, I urge people that listen to this project to try to dive into the lyricism and and hear what Taha is talking about because that is where I think people will find value in this project. And, you know, but for me, I think this shit is just fucking amazing. Like, I, I, I love the, I love the soundscape. This is like my type of thing. Um, even my mom, who like, I know this is not her type of music whatsoever. She, there was a couple of songs she really liked, but she told me overall, she's like, I love the lyrics on this. Like, the writing is incredible. Wow. And I'm like, yeah, I'm well aware that the writing is incredible. But that's just That's my, sick. Yeah. Wait. That's fucking shout out to yeah. shout out to Mrs. Turntable, bro. Shout out to the moms, bro. That's like Mama Turntable, bro. Shout out to Mama Turntable, Mama man. Turntable. She's the best, bro. DS DS Young. She's a she's a writer herself, man. She's a, mm. she's a she's a content creator herself. DS Young, everybody on Instagram, definitely go uh, make sure you give her a follow. But uh, back to the project, bro. I definitely want to talk about the soundscape a little bit and like the creation of this. Obviously, you had. Your boy Sir Roly on this, who absolutely killed the production. Big shout out to him too. We're, we're just doing all the shout outs right now. Like he's he's definitely one we had a shout out. But um, I want to talk a little bit about the the production with this project because that was the really biggest thing that stood out to me as well. Besides the lyricism, was how different sounding this was. Um, take me through like you guys crafting how this so- uh, this this project was going to sound with 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 uh, the two of you guys. Yeah, man. I mean. You know, Roly, he's really just such a versatile producer, which is something amazing because I feel like I'm, I, I, I like, you know, dabbling in a lot of styles. I never really like, I never wanted to do one thing because, because that's, that's, that's terrible. <laughs> that, that's the worst thing ever yep. to do one thing. Like, damn, you can only, like, you never want a dog that does one trick. That's fucking stupid. That's true. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like a one trick pony type shit. Like, nah, like, you know, that shit gets, 
corny. That shit gets boring. It gets stale as fuck. That's how you get so phased like, out as an artist. Just for you, real. You know what I mean? Yeah, you just get washed the fuck over. Exactly. So I always really wanted to do multiple styles. That's why I really, you know, I have a lot of love and respect for uh, uh, Sir Roly because he, he, he just does so many styles. Experimental, soul. Uh, uh, you know, he'd be experimenting with, like, a lot of... Um, uh, electronic music here and there with all the samples we'd be finding and that's kind of how we do it so i just i just dig i just dig uh through samples you know sometimes on youtube uh other times on vinyl you know just going to like a record store and just looking through vinyls and we just look for samples um and then we just like sit in the room and we try to like go about the beat and he's like all right what what's the mood i'm like okay this album you know, trying to preface this. Every time I go to an album, I think of a, a, a name and an album cover because I like imagery. That's how I can... So I, I keep the album cover as the image and then the name is just like kind of like the... It's like, okay, word, this is the trajectory we're going in. So I... uh um We were just talking and he, he was like, all right, what's the mood? And I was like, yeah, this album's called Have Nightmares About Me. And, and you know, it's this very angry album. You know, it's like, I want to keep it short like like 15 minutes man i don't want to oh i don't want it to overstay its welcome whatsoever and he's like all right word and so i think that was the main thing just like trying to you know go with the emotion of that and 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 you know i think that's what really brought us together and also i mean he just got better that was the thing i got better and he got better it was crazy like he really just got better um and then i did too and so i think even my audio engineer got better, like, cause he, cause he knew like, what sound he knew who I was then. He was like, all right, yeah, this is Taha. I gotta mix his vocals in this way, cause he uh, goes about the music in a very raw way, you know, very vulnerable format. So all right, words. So I gotta like, you know, do some audio engineer magic. That I don't know what the fuck he's doing, but oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. I don't know what the fuck. He, he, I saw the plugins he has, bro. I was like, what the fuck, bro? This Dude, the way crazy. the way he mixed some of your vocals was crazy, especially Actions. on especially on the lead single, the title track, Nightmares, which yeah. you have some unbelievable visuals from this from this one. Thank you, man. Shout out, shout to, out Pierce. to Pierce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shout yeah. out to Pierce, bro. Um, you know, uh, uh, he he's really great. If anyone needs a videographer, go to Pierce. He is the guy. He is the guy. If you're in, especially if you're in Massachusetts and you need someone, go to Pierce. Like, trust me on that. I'll be raw with it, but the law with it. I'll be raw in it, hard hit it. I'm starting it. They be far with it, augment it. I'll be gone. Get to cut my cloth for the calm in it. I'll be calm with it. They be with it. Ain't no fuck boy in my DM. Girl, cut me up like dip, she wanna see him But go right in on me and she screaming, cut me DM If she really wanna yo, see him, yo, I'ma pull up yo. to the spot like Hey, have nightmares about me I'ma go and kill it, I'm better than all the rest I'll be working with the positive, saying that I was blessed They be tacking, they be knocking, no ever go second guess I'ma pull up to the spot like Hey, have nightmares about me I'ma go and kill it, I know I'm the one they envy They ignore and say I'm boring, they really try to offend me If you say it to my face, don't you ever go second guess me I'ma pull up to the spot like Hey, have nightmares about me Shout out to him, man, because cause that Nightmares music video, that was bananas. That was work. That was actual work. Like, putting the clay on me and the chains. I had 80 pounds of fucking, yo, my neck hurt, man. I didn't I did buy me, like, a Tempur-Pedic pillow, like, the next day, bro. Like, I had to, 
That shit was so much, bro. Like, I was like, fuck. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, shooting some of that must have been ridiculous. Like, you guys were in the middle of cemetery too. Like, like, where'd you shoot off? Oh yeah, that was freaky. Cause I hate cemeteries. That was actually kind of freaking me out. But like, yeah, like, we did a cemetery. We did like this wood place that he just knew. He, that's the thing. Like, the cool part of just like people are like, oh, I need to do a music video in LA. I need to do a music video in like you know this place. And the, you know, it's like, nah, man. You can find the most beautiful areas in your backyard. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some be- just go around your town and look. You know, and, and there's some beautiful places you can find. So I feel like that was really, uh, that's what he did. And because he, he has, the, you know, the people who like really make beautiful art is is they, is they look in the most simplest places. You know, less is more type of shit. You yeah, feel me? totally, totally. So like, you know, I think that was the thing. Um, and so yeah, we just went around his town and he found all these places. So, dude, it came out incredible. Like I couldn't believe it. I think the the just the aura of it just matched so like and just individuals that matched so good with the soundscape and just the, yeah. everything just I think came together on not only this uh, this album particularly this uh, this particular title track which starts off the project uh, definitely starts it off with a bang definitely starts it in a uh, certainly a dark place uh, what did you what made you want to make this the single and because um, it's, it's an ambitious song like let's just let's just put that out there like this song is ambitious as fuck so tell me a little bit about um, creating this song in particular. I feel like, I mean, I was just, because I was like, all right, like uh, creating the song in particular, um, I found the sample and I was like, this is fire as fuck. And then I was like, yo, Roly, make this into like a fucking nightmare. And he did exactly that. That's the thing about Sheldon, uh, Sir Roly is Sir Roly fucking, you tell him to do something and he just does it. Like he just fucking executes it perfectly so i feel like the beat was just crazy and then i was like yo let's put some chains in there like actual chains you know and then we did that and then it just kind of was like this very haunting vibe and it it, it was like the beat i fe- i would just fell in love with it and then i was like mm-hmm. okay how am i gonna go about it and i think that outro of it particularly like i drop a hundred in our only fans she calling me now she calling me now she calling me now she calling me she 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 calling me she calling me 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 cal
not not to this extent like you went full-fledged and i love what you said about the fact that making this only 15 minutes and i kind of think it works well i don't know if this was like some kind of foresight or maybe it's just me or if you had this foresight or if this is just me kind of uh, spitballing but you know typically when you have like a you know a moment of rage like that doesn't last that long you know what i mean so like why and i think i think for you like recognizing that being like okay 15 minutes in and out like this is this is like the my my rage album essentially or like my my album to get this out you know that does for someone to listen to that for a full hour maybe doesn't make a ton of sense right like because because those emotions often are very quick and hard hitting first and same thing with with this project for sure um so yeah nightmares man that that track was incredible and then steady's the next track my sleeper Steady's my sleeper on this track, on this album, buddy. Like, I love that song. That sample, dude, holy shit. That sample is so goddamn good. So Walking around when I was five, I never thought I would die. I was always working hard, never was telling a lie. To be honest, I wasn't confident, I was kind of shy. A lot of teachers try to touch me, yeah, I do wonder why. I had some friends who said they didn't really like what I eat. A lot of people said I never did smell good in the heat. Yeah, I love making friends, I was always so generous. Till those same friends surrounded me and called me a terrorist. I cried to my daddy, said it'll make me regret it for being less than a man. He grabbed a belt and he went in. If I hit myself already, then why am I offended? I am worthless, worthless, tongue tied lately. I love it, man. I love it. And then I love how you had like the first part of the beat, right? And then you bring in like, or, and then you bring, or Rolly did this or whoever did this, I don't know. And then you brought in the second part of the beat. And then the third part is like both of them together. And like the energy is just crazy. Like, oh my God, man. And and I, I also like I think lyric uh, lyrically, your writing on this song was some of the best you, you you had on the whole project in my opinion. I mean that that first verse you talking about how you know difficult it was for you to. You know, uh, you know, be a a young Muslim boy in America and growing up in in a in a, in a um, you know in, in a town that was probably you know not as diverse as 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 you know other towns and, and cities and things like that and and getting picked on for being you know for being Muslim, call being called a terrorist, right? And then you know trying to go home and talk about your dad and and just all that so inc so incredible. So tell me tell me a little bit about like the you know, writing this song. Cause I think this song is kind of like really where we get so personal with you, you know? Yeah, man. It's definitely like, um, like the rawest one. And, uh, uh, my, my, my girlfriend was saying like, um, she was saying it's like the most honest in a way, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. And, and my, uh, even one of my, one of my friends, uh, he, he brought it in the, in the, in a, a perspective in a way, which was, which was like, it's so sad, even the production-wise, because mm -hmm. when the production plays beautifully with the lyrics, right, the the, the vocals, like it just it mimics it, it. They just they just work together to 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 illustrate this beautiful but tragic fucking story. And mm -hmm. the main tragic part is you hear that beautiful like vocal like vocal sample, right? Mm -hmm. yep. At the beginning, and it's like, oh, what's this? Ta what's this Taha? What's this gonna lead to? But then it it turns dark. Yes, it gets really dark really fast. It, and even, it gets dark. And those horns, like, 
have I think the most like positive sort of connotation to them on the whole song right like the the vocal sample you, you said it definitely is a little bit like raw and even a little sad sounding in its tone but the the horns I like those because that even gives it the some some brightness in the beginning and I exactly. think that really that is what gives it the contrast towards the yeah. second half of it where it's like boom like it gets it gets dark it gets aggressive like real quick yeah and that was cool because steady has a little bit of a a, a a soft spot for me for obviously just like the lyrics but i actually produced half of that with the with Ooh. the um with the 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 dark vocals which was like da 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 like yeah yeah that that yeah. shit yeah 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 like i i actually because rolly was like all right you got an idea and i was like yeah wait i got something and he's like all right word and i was just like fucked around on the keyboard and shit and i just did that pattern and he was like yeah that's fire and then he was like all right what happens if we bring everything together and i was like wait that's perfect and so like you know i think that was just like again a testament to to roly of just how well we work together and how well he's able to see my vision pick it up bring it to this place you know and just we keep the ball like continuously rolling um but uh yeah you know yeah that fucking track uh yeah, that shit crazy, man. Especially that end, the way the sample, the way the track ends too. Just yep. like the just back to the kid, it's like damn, like yeah, oh, yeah. That's so sad. No, and like I said, I think that this is like what I said a little earlier on this on uh, on this episode where I was saying like this is I think where like, I agree with your girlfriend where it's like the honesty is where this comes out right, and it's and it's really where you know your voice i think is so prominent and so important in hip-hop because you're talking about things that often don't get talked about like islamophobia like even bullying right i mean how many how many artists really talk about being bullied i don't i don't really hear a ton of artists talking about being bullied so there's just a there's I think there's and then oh and then of course like you going home to you know um tell your dad about it and he's just like hey like you know like man up it's, 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 it's yeah. this is going to happen like you're in america this is just what's going to happen and i yeah. and i don't know why that's like why why do we have to accept that that's that's where i'm at with it why do yeah. we have to accept that it's so hard the fucking generational thing about it cuz it's like you know uh, it's so hard cuz it's like you need them to be better and they should be better and he obviously shouldn't have gone about that that was like the worst way to go about it at the same time like he was from a, a different time and right. a different country. And, right. and it's, it's just context. That's why it makes him even more confusing. Cause it's like, um, like they didn't, they weren't talking about anxiety or depression. They weren't talking about that shit. Your parents, like we, we've talked about it. Like your dad, you know, you just nope. sit from, from an Italian family. Yeah. They weren't talking about that no. during those times. No, if Hell you push no. that shit down, bro, you don't talk about that shit. That's not hundred percent. It's taboo. Exactly. Yeah, it, it it's it's so it's just like, it's just the generational thing really too, which is crazy and it makes it more confusing because like, you know I know some people like they they talk about like a TV show and there's like a problematic character of sorts yeah right. and right. then they don't like that the problematic character gets a backstory they're like no nah, that's not fair and it's like but that's real yo like that's the that's, real thing yeah. You don't get the problematic kid without the story. There's always a story behind that, right? Exactly. Like there, no, nobody's just problematic because, right? I mean, there's this, there's, I mean, there's so many studies that they've done between like nature versus nurture, right? I mean, they've even done like, there's even uh, documentaries out there where, uh, you know, twins like separated at birth and 
brought up into different, you know, uh, environments and, and to see like how they, um, you know, how they react to whatever environment it is. And, and, and there is something to be said for like, you know, we are, we are born a certain way. We all kind of like wired however we're born, but also like our environment totally impacts who we are, who we become, you know what I mean? Like, you know, are the energy that we take in, like we like, I mean, especially if you're like an empathetic person, like, like I know, like, you know, my, I'm sure you're the same way, but like, you know, for me, it's like, I, I take on people's energies a lot too. I feel like yeah. I'm definitely like an empath a little bit in that sense. And it's, and that's a lot of, um, to take on a lot of the time. Right. Because, yeah. and then the people bullying you, you know, I mean, like what, what happened to them? that made them bully you you know what i mean like where what was theirs not not excusing what the, like anything that they you know that they said or whatever like you know whatever the case i'm not excusing bullies or anything or anybody that you know does destructive things to people but you know you have to think about like like you said there's always that there's always a story there you know exactly like it's everyone's job to you know get out of the shit that they're in you know to, mm -hmm. to rework their traumas to to transform their you know those those traumas and those toxicities within them and they transform them into some form of, of, of like I guess light in a way mm -hmm. you know and try to find ways out of their darkness that is everyone's job at the same time you know it's the stories that help you realize that you can't villainize a person you can't demonize them because they're more than that you know yes there's oh whole, totally there's a whole system at play there's a whole you know history at play there's a whole world at play you know there's a, just a, just so many factors and so many variables that were that you, you know we we can't even we don't know when you look at someone's face you don't know that so i think that's really um you know steady just really highlights looking at the story you know and i think it just leads into that. no color so well you know dude yeah because it like the ending like you like we talked about it has all that crazy energy and it gets darker quick and then it probably gets as dark as it's going to get on this whole project. Oh, well, I shouldn't say that. Blood's pretty dark. But we'll start definitely start at no color here. Dude, this is like your best Death Grips impression, I thought, man. Like, you killed this shit. I, I, I thought, if anybody listened to Death Grips, right, and is a fan of, the, uh, of them, then listen to this. You're like, oh, yeah. Like, I can get down with this oh. one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell me a little bit about no color, because I mean, I I have I have a hunch of what it was about, and I and I have a good understanding. I think it was definitely more uh, geared towards societal. This kind of we're going away from you a little bit on no color. We're going more towards like society and and, and things of that nature. So, but tell me a little bit about uh, the, the creation of no color. Yeah, man, it's it's like, ooh, I love that song so much. 
Um, it's it's guess, it's my it's my gym song. That's that's it's been my new. Why? It's, it's been my yeah, workout song. Yo, the, yeah. all those gym bros out there, man, you need this song. I'm gonna say that because if you if you lift in what what like a hundred, if you squatting a hundred pounds, you're gonna squat two hundred when you listen to this song, guaranteed. You know what I'm or saying? Your, or you your money in, back. Or your money back, one hundred percent. Like if you run in one mile, you run in fifteen with this song. Like you know what I'm Facts. saying? Like this song will get you. So like. I don't know, I always loved rock music. Actually, that's not true. <laughs> what you out here lying on turntable teachers for, bro? Come on. <laughs> Tell the people I, I, the truth. I haven't always loved it. It's funny because I was shout out to my boy Jared. He called me out because he's like, because he, he's like, wait, you've never really listened to rock music, but you love this album by Daughters. There's an album by Daughters. Oh, the one that, um, oh my I God. What was it called? It's like, it's like. Couple of years ago, Needle, Needle uh, Fantano had it as yeah. His it was top like his album. favorite album of all yeah. damn time. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, that one with the ghost on it, and yes. like it was funny. So I wasn't always a fan of rock, but I fucking love Daughters. I was like, this this shit's fucking good. He's like, you like this shit? He's like, you listen to weird EDM shit and you like this rock music? And then I went down <laughs> this rock path. So I, I I I slowly started getting into like rock music and just like fucking aggressive shit. And I was like, yeah, this is beautiful as fuck. And so like. Um, I was like, okay, how can I bring this here? Let me just bring all my because I always like bringing my influences in, you know, as much as I can. So I found like this rock band. Um, me and Roly were like fucking around with it. He was like, all right, word, the sample's gonna be pretty simple, but I'm gonna fuck with the drums. And then I was like, all right, word, it needs something else. And I was like, all right, there was a synth player that uh, DJ Billa, shout out to him. Um, because he's, uh, he's, uh, I just found him through the fucking shits, you know, through the internet. He's like, in, he's in, uh, like, Turkey. Um, so, oh, like, wow. um, you know, I just found him through the internet. And then, you know, he threw some sinister-ass synths. And that's the thing, this, this track's, like, probably the most sinister one. Especially yeah. with the fucking laugh at the end. So, I think even, and it's also, I feel like the whole album, in a way, and especially at No Color, is... Yeah, I'm like very aggressive, but in a way, I'm like I'm screaming for people to be like, "Can you please just fucking love me? Can I please just be fucking? Can can someone please just fucking see that I'm worthy?" Cause like in the line of it's like um, it's like I'm sorry, your highness, this is expression at its finest. I be trying my hardest to be spotless. Where I'm honest, I'm not a man, I'm a liar. Throwing down in the fire, tearing down your messiah. I ain't no clone of Al Qaeda. I'm screaming, and it's just like, you know. He's like begging, you know. Even even that that the uh uh there was this little refrain right before the second verse where it's like, knife in my back, cause damn they was plotting on me. Knife in my back, cause damn, damn they, they was, was plotting on me. On knife me. in my back, cause damn they was plotting on me. Knife in my hand, cause damn they be plotting on me. Like you know, I I take the knife out and I'm stabbing them right back, you know. And it's just like, and then also even that second verse where it's like, take a stand, motherfucker. Is he going to bow down, bow wow, crying like a kid? You a clown now. Tears won't stop you from getting a heavy pound out. Wipe them tears before you win the ground now. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm trying to live. I'm, I'm literally, I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to fucking be put in the fucking ground. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to fucking fight for my fucking life. It's like my back's against the wall and I and I'm lashing at everything that looks red. The problem is everything is looking red. Red, yeah. Yeah. 
I wanted to get, I wanted to actually, every time I listen to the song, I want to send you like a throat lozenge and like a, and, and some tea. <laughs> Cause I'm like, how the hell is this man? Like get through this whole song screaming like that. I've always felt that way about like screamo bands and stuff like that. Like how do they not like completely oh, lose dude, their voice? I was sweating. I was sweating. I would, I I'd be it. like, Oh, I'd be like, Oh, my throat hurts. Like I was like, fuck, I'm not used to this shit. I don't do this music. Like, fuck You're like this is a one time deal and I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> like low key though. I was like, bro, I'd be like, I'd be like, Oh, like flexing during the fucking takes because I'd be like I, I didn't want to take a breath and I was like okay I gotta pump it out mm-hmm. and so and, and just like I think the best fucking vocal performance was that third part though that third mm-hmm. verse that was mm-hmm. fucking insane I love the how can you love life when you always fucking lose it mm. that line I mean yeah and then it's it's a no wonder that you know things came to a head this year when they did because it's like you can only hold people down for so freaking long before they just get so angry that that they you know what i mean that they protest i mean i'm not i'm not condoning any rioting or anything like that but like people obviously are upset and rightfully so you know what i mean like there's when you're when you're you know oppressed for that long and told you know you're this you're that like you know and, and bully the way that you know we've done to certain minority groups in this country like no shit people are eventually just going to be like like people are going to snap it just is what it is you know like the human can the human soul could only take so much seriously no seriously it's like no if if you if people paying attention it's like yeah no shit they're at the the people are expressing themselves in these ways Mm -hmm. and you Mm -hmm. know not to mention the media fucking depicting them in a certain way that's not true saying some peaceful protests are more fucking violent when they're not you know like you know fuck the media for that shit but like you know even just like the yeah the violent ones it's like yeah how else are you gonna react you know, you, just, you know, and that's why I feel like it was some of the most impressive vocal deliveries I've done, especially with the fucking laugh at the end. That shit was bananas. I thought it was crazy. I thought, I thought that was that's crazy. that song. It's it's it has a good it, it, it's a good, I think, middle ground in this in this project, because, you know, you've again, you, you kind of you, you set the tone with nightmares. Steady's really like that, that background story of you like, OK, why what you're about to hear, what you just heard, like, why? Yeah. It, it steady explains all of that. No colors essentially like that climax heightened, you know what I'm saying? Um I'm going to skip the fourth track for just a second cuz we're going to do Wait. the do our our lyrical breakdown track by track. We're going to go line by line track by track. Oh my god, I'm sorry. We're going to go line by line with uh the fourth track in this listing Big Shot, but so I'm going to f- uh, just fast forward just a little bit to Blood be- and actually not even a bad transition here because that's another one where it's it, it kind of you know big shots kind of um, uh, almost a break from from that no color and then we're then we're right back to blood towards the end but blood man this I, I I know you said vocal performance in terms of like you know big shot probably one of the better ones but I I have to ask the first in, the introduction for blood because this the start of this i, I kind of already know the answer we've we've talked about this before but just for the people listening here like uh this is this is just unbelievably like like not only hilarious but also a little sad too at the same time i think because it kind of paints the picture of like where we are right now but um i i, I still i still think it's pretty funny so the yeah, the, the, the opening wh- wh- where the heck did that come from hey 
All you fake woke chunk Charlie Wolf white cop kissing Karen cuddling Biden abiding Trump trolling basement dwelling fuckboy frat motherfuckers ain't gone. Motherfuckers talking, they get BBB, me, me, me. All these rough clothes, they be my mini me's. Blowing on the smoke, get me really burning. Chicky, Tuesday, paying for them pigs, they really paying other PVPs. That he, 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 really be coming from only me, me, me. Some supporters talking shit, they really can't ask CCC. Let me be, if you piss me off, I'ma take you for a ride. I'm a victim, not a lie, you gon' die. Get fresh. Yo, I don't even know. I think I was, I was just like. Bitballing. I was just like, fuck all, fuck all of them. Like I hated all of the fucking, all of them, all of everybody, everyone, everybody, all the Karens, all the fucking Biden bros, all the fucking basement dwelling fuckboy frat motherfuckers. <laughs> like I fucking hated all of them, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna just give each one, cause it was just, it was just like, looking through the year, I was like, what the fuck, bro, like. Shit, this was fucked. Charlottesville, bro. Mm -hmm. that, that fucking weird ass white couple with the fucking guns. They were just like, like, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Some of these fucking stupid ass YouTubers, you know? Who, who be saying some racist ass shit? Like, it was just everywhere, man. And I was like, yeah, nah. Um, um, it, just, it, just, it just made sense, you know? Like I said, like, I, 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 when I see music, I see it as puzzle piecing. So I was like, what's the best puzzle for this piece? And I was like, oh yeah, this is it. This little, this little, like, fuck you preface to just every single one of these, like, like you know, incompetent fucks that just, like, be spewing out racist ass shit. Yeah. I mean, this, this track is one of some of the most anxiety-ridden types of songs I think you'll ever hear. And I think the... The, it's the the iru is awesome on this and i and then you you were the one that put me onto this type of instrument which i did not i did not know and uh for context tell us a little bit about the the iru because i'm actually curious to learn a little bit more about it too i went down a weird rabbit hole and like listened to a bunch i was telling you earlier i was yeah. listening to a bunch of people yeah it's just, just uh, like you know people compare it to like they call it like the chinese violin or like kind of like the east asian fiddle mm -hmm. um and it's a string instrument um if people are familiar with the show marco polo not Marco Polo. That Marco. Yeah, it is Marco Polo actually. That, that I wouldn't was, be familiar. It was like some Netflix show with like the you know Marco, that famous dude. Um, he's like some discoverer of sorts and like. Yeah, Marco Polo. Th yeah, Marco Polo. Um, I kept feeling weird about it because I was like, is that? I was like, wait, isn't that just a game? And I was like, no, no, no. No, that has that but has like, context. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it was after um the show Marco Polo and in the in the um. And uh, the theme song had it, and I was like, this instrument, because I just love strings. I love strings, mm, too. Me, too. I think me they're too. very emotional. I think they really bring a beautiful, uh, cathartic vibe to a track. Mm -hmm. um, cathartic, like, you know, just like a sense of release. Yeah. Of just pure, uh, uh, just like, it's just really it really tugs at your heart, you know? Like, mm -hmm. I don't know, if, at least for me, strings really do that for me. And the Eru just has, like, a very beautiful tone to it, mm. you know? Such a beautiful tone to it. So if people haven't heard of it, yo, just look up the Eru, and, and yeah, you'll be happy. Because that shit's beautiful. I like it. And then I don't know what the heck you mixed with it. I couldn't even tell. I don't know if it was like it, it just it was just craziness. I felt like video game noises. Yeah, literally a bunch of video game shit. 
Because that's the thing too. We want samples to build the story. Like every, all these samples I use, they help build the story. So I was like, okay, like specific video game scenes we put in there. Mm. There's this one from Dead Space where it's this person just he turned into a fucking zombie and he's just smashing his head on the ground until he dies, and we use that as a drum for like the last chorus. Jeez. You know what I'm saying? Because it was just the I anger mean, of just, like, turning into a monster. And you're like, I don't want to fucking turn into this. But I, I, I keep trying, and it's not working, so fuck it. There's only one way out. And, and, and so, like, um, other shit we put, uh, primal. Fucking primal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this, it's this adult swim cartoon by the dude who made Samurai Jack. Okay. Uh, he made this show called, he made this cartoon, Primal, um beautiful fucking cartoon i fucking love the animation so much the story's beautiful and we took a bunch of just monsters just fucking screaming and like put that shit through like you know a bunch of like uh, uh put a bunch of effects on them so they're just distorting and it's sounding like a video game in a way so you know we really want the samples because in a, in a subconscious way i think to the listener it helps build the uh, um the tone and the emotion of the song as well mm. mm-hmm. so definitely it was it was a cool way to end this and end the uh project for sure because it just yeah. like it ended it i think exactly where it needed to like again like you just afterwards after listening to this whole thing it's just like whoa like i gotta take a minute because like it was like just so um I, emotional but at this in like jarring but at the same time like you said like it's a, such a beautiful re- like release of all these emotions and like and and you, you did it in a way that wasn't preachy it wasn't it it didn't sound like you were complaining it didn't sound it just felt so authentic and just real and i and and i appreciated that so much uh just coming from you and like knowing you on a personal level i mean that certainly helps but i think for anybody that is kind of getting into your discography i think this is a good entry point because um not only does nothing you've ever made sound like this um, you're not going to get anything that's going to sound like this. I think all year I'd be hard pressed to imagine that you'll find something. I mean, you'll, you'll, you'll definitely hear there's influences here. Like I said, I mean, there's obviously, um, you know, video game synths, as you mentioned and death grips and JPEG mafia. And there's, I'm sure there's different artists that in rock, as you mentioned, there's certain rock elements that are definitely here. Um, but you know, it's, it's still you, it's still proprietary to you as a person. So I just feel like it's such a good gateway to getting into your psyche and it's again it's a quick hitting project 15 minutes but at the same time i almost feel like it's kind of your like statement of arrival too it's like you're, mm. you're you're like because with your sound you're just like yo i'm here to stay like this is this is what i'm doing man like this is this is me um and i think no song does that better than big shot i think i think you agree i mean you've told me this too i think it's your best song you've ever made i i think lately's in that conversation but mm. Big Shot is definitely, I think, your best song you've created. And definitely want to do a little uh, lyrical breakdown. It's a perfect time for this uh, to do the lyrical breakdown of, uh, of Big Shot. So prefacing the whole song, it sounds like a fucking showdown, like a Western-ass fucking showdown. And I literally shout out to uh, my friend Jeremy because he shows me all these uh, uh, movies. And I was watching that movie Once Upon a Time in the Wild West. Mm. Once Upon a Time in the West, you know, and, and, and there was this crazy scene right two motherfuckers coming at each other one with the white hat one with the black hat you know 
and they're just circling at each other, and there's so much attention to the detail. They're both staring down each other, one purely stoic, even kind of smiling in a way, because he knows he's going to win. He just knows it. The other one, he's trying. He's, like, very perplexed. He's, like, looking. He's looking at the shadow of the sun, you know, trying to make sure everything lines up. And then, you know, they get ready. Before he can even take his gun out, the dude fucking gets shot. Falls to the ground, he fucking loses. It's the fucking showdown. So that's the whole point of Big Shot. That's why I called it Big Shot. Kind of also inspiration from an anime Cowboy Bebop where they had a Cowboy Bebop is a bunch of bounty hunters and they had a bounty hunter show which is like Big Shot, which is like, okay, the best uh, uh, bounty for the day. This is the largest one. This guy. Let's see you next time on Big Shot. So it's just like that. So it's just like this uh, uh, kind of like this um, um, tone, right? It's like hunting. Like I'm going to hunt down these white supremacist motherfuckers and I'm going to kill every single one of them. That was just it. It's just like a pure like bravado type shit. So that's just prefacing that. Um, so that explains the chorus, which is like, I got a white in the black hat, I'ma kill another rat, I don't let her go shoot you, put some wire on my bat, got some stains on my heart, my permanent thin attack, I be asking where they at, where they hell they at, pull up to your frat, with the Molotov, we be popping off, we won't talk, we won't walk it off, save your monologue, grab a Nazi, do his body like a somersault, I'ma kill him all raw, film and put it in a movie. I got a white in the black hat, I'ma kill another rat I don't let it go shoot, shoot, put some white hair on my back Got yeah. some stains in my heart, but yeah. coming at the tap yeah. 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 I got a white in the black hat, I'ma kill another rat I don't let it go shoot, shoot, put some white hair on my back Got some stains in my heart, but permanent in a tap I be asking where they at, where they hell they at Pull up to your frat with the Molotov We be popping off, we won't talk, we won't walk it yeah. off Save your monologue, grab a Nazi Throw his body like a somersault I'ma kill him all raw, film it, put it in a movie so, you know, putting it in a movie again is just like the cinema. Because the whole, people have said the whole album feels like a fucking score. Feels like a it fucking thriller ass movie. It does. It does. You know what I'm it saying? Totally would fit on a, on a score for a thriller or some kind of. This this song would fit great on a Western. Some, or even like, I'm even thinking some kind of like, you know, it would even make sense with like, uh, if anyone's going to make this type of movie, I think it would be perfect. Like, Cowboys versus Aliens. I'm sure I know that's probably a movie yeah. out there somewhere. I, maybe, I, maybe, I, maybe I'm uh, I'm wrong. But it sounds like it would be perfect for that because it's atmospheric enough yet has that like Western sound. So, yeah, the, to- to- the movie score thing works. I, I Yeah. Agree. And I, I guess with the chorus, it's just like, I don't know. I just really fucking. Uh... Yeah, I'm a, I'm, I don't hate. My, it was weird because I actually talked to a frat dude and he was like, I was like, oh, this guy's actually kind of nice. He's actually not a complete dickhead. But I mostly hate all fucking frats. Uh, I hate the music they play. I hate the way they move. Um, they, the music they play, even though that's not the worst thing about them, it just sucks. Like, you go to a party, they'd be playing, like, the Shrek 2 soundtrack, bro. They'd be like, somebody want... Like, you'd be hearing that shit. I was, I was like, yo, quit. I'd be looking at my friends. I'm like, why are we here, bro? Like, this shit sucks, and I never went to a frat party, and, like, but just hearing all the stories, the way they move, I was like, no, fuck these, I fucking hate them, I hate them so much, um, and a part of me is saying that because I'm also afraid of them on some real shit, but, like, you know, which is, like, kind of, like, with blood, you know? like the Mm -hmm. whole thing but like Mm -hmm. big shot though that's why i love like save your monologue like again just kind of like a shakespearean aspect to it yeah Mm. you know just like a way of just like trying to bring again like this whole like cinematic showdown i'm just really trying to illustrate it with my words characters tend to caricature as they fake in the streams amateurs try to walk i think they fake in the dreams whilst the words can attack they be so lost in the schemes massacres to the art simple in the screams and that's just crazy because it's just like 
Um, I love the characters turned caricatures because these mm. people be looking like fucking clowns when they be faking their goddamn streams. Because like, um, we just talked doesn't... about that. You on, y'all on just talked about it, and I was I literally messaged. I was like, Nah, man, this it's a it's a lose, man. No one because you can <laughs> fake your fucking streams and no one goes to your damn shows. That is, that is true too, and like, and there is something to be said for that because yeah. like. I don't understand it. We had a long conversation about it, Phoenix and myself. You and I have had the topic uh, yeah. uh, conversation a lot. Like, if you're gonna buy streams, you're are you? Actually, my other question too. I sh- we should have brought this up. Are you gonna get money off the streams you bought? It's like you know I, what I mean? guess. Like, yeah, you could. Would you? But that's just stupid, man. Like, no, they're not gonna buy your merch, and then you're just flexing, and then that's you're just true. a fake fuck. Like, you're just a fake fuck. And if you want to move through life like a fake fuck, then word. But then uh, that's the thing. Like, this whole song is about calling all the fake fucks, calling all the fucking, you know, frats. And they're like, oh, we care about charity, but also we're going to just, like, uh, demonize. We're going to, you know, uh, 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 what's it called? Like, such shame woman. And, you know, we're just going to fucking be racist as fuck. And, 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 but we're still going to mimic black culture to the highest extent. But also, you know, it's just like these motherfuckers be so fucking fake. And that's what I hate so much. And they, like, they just never, they're just so ignorant. So that was the thing. I just mm. call ignorance out on this track. So that's why I was like, fuck these fake streaming motherfucking. So it's just like, um, and then the back half of that verse, which is like, simple in this game's reamping the voices of the lost. We a deadly weapon, rebranding the vision. Fuck the cause. I be steady stepping. Basic baby face rappers faking. They aching for payment, aiming for safe haven, complaining. They patient when they ain't shit. And I love that because I love the reamping the voices of the lost. We a deadly weapon. You know, I love that part because it's just like, it's like, again, it's like, yo, come, let's go. I, you're not alone. You know, motherfuckers mm-hmm. would be feeling so alone, like, throughout all this shit, you know, like, because that's the thing. Some, there's something beautiful about feeling angry and saying fuck you to those who say fuck you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. cause, like, a lot of people bend over. A lot of people are just like, yeah, yeah, just fuck me. It's okay. And it's just like, no, I don't. There's something so beautiful about just just fucking standing up and being like looking someone in the fucking face and being like fuck you, fuck the sincerest way of just like fuck you, fuck you, fuck all your friends, fuck your frat, fuck your fake streams and fuck all of this shit, cause it, it, it fuck you, you know, just like you're just the whole thing, cause cause the people be really coming at you in the weirdest ways and they try to gaslight you and try to play these mind games like uh I didn't mean it in this way and uh oh well, actually uh this. It's like, nah, man, I see you. I see you. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the re- reason why I really love that line because it's just saying like, yo, I see these people. You're not alone. Now come with me because you're not alone. Mm-hmm. We can fight it together. It's, it's, a, it's a, In a way, it's like a roll call. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I really love it. And also like just it. the rhyme scheme of that shit was bananas. Yeah. Yeah, and the way you just did it now too. Yeah, word. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I'm not those rappers who be like, uh, okay, I'm gonna do one line and then oh, let me do the other line, and then I'm like, no, nah, I do a one take and I'm gonna do it again. Like Boom. that's it. I love it. Feel me? Put and so the then you know that's the chorus again, and then it goes into like this really cool uh, refrain in a way, kind of like a bridge in a sense where it's like. Once upon a time, not too long ago, had my heart ripped out, had nowhere to go. Once upon a time, not long ago, I had my heart ripped out, had nowhere to go. Hey, once upon a time, not long ago, had my heart ripped out, had nowhere to go. Had my mind fucked up, it was going slow. Kicked to the dirt, so I had to grow. Got some homies on my hip, homies on my wrist, at. fake woke bros, take a shit, leave them tight at. Black and blue, they backs to you, they after you. Gotta hurry, cause they after me too. 
Once upon a time, not long ago, I had my heart ripped out, had nowhere to go. You know what I'm saying? I'm a mom fucked up. It was going slow. My favorite part of this whole goddamn album, dude, is that that refrain, dude. That so that those those are the parts where like you got me, dude. Like after end of nightmares on the on the OnlyFans line with drop a hundred and then this one, like this is where like you 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 just reeled me in. I was like, ooh. Ooh, he got me on this. This is catchy as all hell. Like this so is great. crazy. I just, I love that because it just, it just sounds like a fucking like I, I don't know. I, I don't square dance, but I would square dance to that shit. Like hell yeah. yeah, bro. I would square dance to that shit. I'd fucking that shit makes me want to wear a cowboy ass outfit. F- go to a fucking cowboy whatever the fuck and just. Swear I learned dance. how to line dance in Nashville. I could teach you, dog. Work. All right, we make that you. happen, boss. That you. shit fire, yeah. bro. Cause that yeah. shit. That shit makes me want to fucking line dance, square dance. Like I feel like fucking. I can't Sandy square dance. I can definitely line dance though. That's that, I definitely learned how to do that. Yeah, that's fire. It's, it's, as fu- it's I, I feel like hard. that fucking you know that SpongeBob episode with Sandy Cheeks, bro. <laughs> and she's like, I want to go back to tech. I feel like that shit, bro. Like I feel like fuck that shit was fire. So I that was just like again, it's just like a little folklore in a way, you know, just like like a little folky type shit I did and just like. Again, it's like steady in a way, right? Like once upon mm. a time, not long ago, and it's like I got some homies on my left, homies on my right side. Fake woke bros talking shit, leave them tight-eyed. Black and blue, they backs to you, they after you. Gotta hurry because they after me too, you know? And then I love the, it's like another kind of break in the beat where it's like, only time I felt something was when I was fighting, I swear it out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just this like, it's just like, just the position of like, the catharsis of fighting mm. you know in a way fighting for yourself and your loved ones and again like it is beautiful in a way to do that it is beautiful to say that like no i'm worthy i'm worthy to not be stepped on right now and my people are worthy and these people are worthy we deserve to we deserve to be advocated for we deserve to be heard we deserve to be treated as human beings you know mm-hmm. and there's something so beautiful about that so that's, that's why real. i love that part and then and there's this interesting line. It was like, if they turn on me, then they'll turn on you too. Like telling these people like, yo, stop kissing the oppressor right now. Stop kissing their ass because they'll, they'll, they'll leave you uh, uh, in a position where you think you're getting close to it, but you'll never be fully there. Mm. So you've got to stop because then it's, you, why are we in a rat race? Mm. Why is this? No. Why are we in a rat race for freedom? That's not how it should be. So, you know, it's like that. And it's like, turn on me, you turn on them. You know what I'm saying? And just me really being like, like, I am I am not going to turn my back because I know how it feels. I know how it feels when you got your, your fucking people who say they're your friends, people, you know, uh, uh, people who say they're going to fight for you, people who say they're going to protect you, people say they're going to teach you, and they just fucking just take advantage of you mm-hmm. in the worst fucking ways. I know how that feels, and I will never do that to someone. I will never leave them. So that's why it goes back into the chorus with the guitar by Mike Cotter, uh, which is just some dude that Sheldon just, like, works with, like Sir Roly works with. He just, like, found this dude. He's like, oh, you do guitar? Word. And he just, this dude, shout out to Mike Cotter, because this dude literally has guitars all around his house, because if he ever gets, because he gets inspiration, right, he gets, like, those inspirational moments, he just grabs the guitar off the wall, off the wall and he just fucking... He just fucking does that shit. He just grabs the guitar off the wall and he just fucking does that shit. So like, you know, is is shout out to him because you can really hear the passion and uh, uh, love he has for the guitar and that. And and That's yeah, it's just like really just the anger of just being like, no, you are not gonna do it. You are not gonna get away with this, and we are gonna stand up to you. 
So. And and I love how you said the only time I felt something was when I was fighting, and it's and again it kind of goes back to literally the whole th- theme of what this what this episode has been and what we've been discussing. It's like, you know, you can feel so just flatlined and and just hurt when people treat you that way, and then you finally feel that sense of confidence and freedom and almost like self worth when you finally stand up to your, for yourself and you're like. No, I'm not going to take this anymore. There's such a liberating feeling with that that comes along with that. And like freeing yourself of feeling like you have to answer to certain people or, you know, that, you know, that people, other people feel like they, you know, they're above you and that they're going to, you know, and again, like you said, people taking advantage of you, all that stuff. It's like, you know, once you finally start to stand up for yourself is when you kind of get you back. You know what I mean? And like that can be in any, you know, situation. It can be racial. It can be, you know, um, you know, just in a group of friends. Right. Like maybe you have a friend that takes advantage of you all the time. It could be, you know, um, a, a boss, or, you know, some some kind of work relationship. Right. It could be or it could be your own relationship. Right. Like maybe, you know that person you're with is not great for you. Maybe they put you down. Maybe they'll make you feel well, you you know, you'll be nothing without me. You know what I mean? Like there's certain partners that even act like that to their, to their, to their significant others. And it's just, and it's, and it's just like, I love the message. It's like finding who you are, your self-worth and standing up for that. And then finding like-minded people that won't take shit either. You know? Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's like, you have to find joy in it. Cause God damn, man, if I did it, I'd be fucking dead. On mm-hmm. some real shit. Because, like, you know, it's like, you got to find the joy in it. You know, we got to find it. Yep. Because we've all, because people are always, people have been fighting for their whole damn lives. Especially so many, you know, like, as, as, as the summer, right, so many black folk, you know, they were really just fucking fighting their whole lives. And they find joy in those moments. You know, marginalized folk are finding joy in these moments because there is joy in the moments. But also, right. it's like, you know, you have to have that vision to see it because if you don't, God damn, this shit would just be depressing as fuck. Like, yeah. that's why, you know, shout out to Big Shot, like, you know, like that fun refrain in the middle, right? It ha- it's, it's, it's a testament to the joy of it, right? It's a testament to, like, yeah, you can dance to this. You can dance through the pain and use the pain and, and, and transform it into something beautiful mm. and something that connects to others and helps you connect to others, you know? So, I, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm just fucking stroking my dick right now, and I'm just like, yeah, this shit's fucking beautiful. I'm like really proud of myself. Wow. You should no, you should be proud of yourself, man. This body work is absolutely incredible. And then I love, and I love the how you kind of flip it in the outro a little bit, like those the last outro three lines. So good. Those last three lines on the outro, I feel like are real. Yeah, so you beautiful. Kinda, I love so like. There's like a little mantra. There's a little like mantra thing of you hear the beat kind of like like folding in within itself which again testament to Sir Rowley, amazing just like folding in and out with the guitar and it's actually i'm not sure if some people picked up on it or not but it's like lines from other songs yes like, i did pick up on that one's yeah. from no, one's from um no color and then one's from nightmares correct exactly yes, yeah yes. yeah and then like I'm glad you brought so, that up so one from uh steady in a way too so it's like it's like um it's like, again, it's like, I got a white and a black cat, I'ma kill another rat. I be working with the positive, saying that I was blessed. I got a white and a black cat, I'ma kill another rat. Got some mold in it, got some gold in it, got a fold with it. That's from Steady. That's from and Steady, And so it's yeah. just like, I got a white and a black cat, I'ma kill another rat. I be working with the positive, saying that I was blessed. Got a white and a black cat, I'ma kill another rat. Ain't no color in the fucking law. And it's just like this weird, like, these, these lessons I kept trying to tell myself, right? And to work through the pain. And then at the end, though, 
I it's a moment of weak. I don't want to say weakness, but of me falling apart in a way where it's just like once upon a time, not too long ago, um, had my soul ripped out, had nowhere to go. Demons and I, we were toe to toe. The pain was too much. My soul just had to go. You know, and at the end of the day, it, it's it's a loss. It's 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 kind of like the thing about I've I've with, whew, with with. Breath of the, with Breath of the Phoenix, even my other album, Airborne, I've always talked about uh, a spot that I was in and I got out of. Hmm. But with Have Nightmares About Me, it's a spot where I could have gone. Hmm. I could have I could have just given up it. on myself and become a full-fledged monster and, and, and just really just become this person that ended up killing everything around it and also ultimately himself at the end. Because that's the thing with blood at the end, me screaming like that, and it ends that way. Mm. It's death. That's yeah. the thing. And it's, right? and it's, yeah, that makes sense. Like, it's where, like, you, I, I love how you meant that, like, where you could have been, like, where, you know, all of these things that have happened to you in your life and all the, like, the pain, the suffering, the, just the, the anguish of, from other people, like, wearing that all the time, like, you, like, like, we've talked about in this episode, like, that lashing out like that, it can happen. And that's, that's where the people, you know, that make their biggest grave mistakes, it comes from those places. So for you, for you to take a step back, Mm. and look at this and say, this is how I'm feeling, how can I put this into music? So that way, I myself don't go crazy, right? Yeah, that in itself is such a beautiful thing. I'm I, I, I know you say you're proud of yourself, dude, I, I am probably not the only person saying this, I am so proud of you. Because that is a mature thing. You could have easily gone a, a really negative route, and instead you decided that no, I'm gonna manifest this into a project, into an album, and and I'm gonna be done with it, and that's and that's it, and it's gonna stand on its own. And I, knowing you and knowing the music you make and the different not different ty- kinds of music you make, like I know this is just gonna be a moment in your career. Um, and I can't wait to hear the other moments that are going to come up in your career because I know they're going to be so distinct and different than this one was. And just and, and that is and that is the beauty of of this project, man. You don't have to make another have nightmares about me ever again. And that and, 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 and nor should you. Right. Because this is this is what it what it what it was, what it came to. All your pain kind of came out in this. Not to say that it hadn't come out in like other but you had talked about different things on Breath of the Phoenix, right? I mean, like on Man Down, you had talked about um, was it that was that was the song, right? With with the with Taha that that was shot and killed by the um, uh, I'm not remembering the, the story now. You're right. 100%. No, no, no. You're right. Yeah, you on it, man. You, yeah, it was the, it was the fucking uh, the fucking white supremacist motherfucker at yeah. um um you know the the mosque in New Zealand. And, That's the one. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah, that shit was crazy. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, like, and that was painful for you to hear, like, obviously, and like, and then you talk. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of different things that you talked about on Breath of the Phoenix, but I, I nowhere did you get so just like, you know, just you accepting what the pain was. You know what I mean? I felt like that's what this whole project was, and like I said, I think this is just a huge testament to you as an artist to put this into to to, to really bring this to life is just. Uh, I, I can't say enough good things about this project, guys. I mean, I know you've heard snippets of this album like throughout the uh, throughout the episode, so you really, really need to go check this thing out. It's linked in the description. It's all on all streaming platforms. 
Tahas have nightmares about me. You will probably have a nightmare about him. I guarantee it. Some one of these songs is gonna give you, or the sweatshirt you're wearing, which is kind of dope, by the way. Yo, that's gonna be my side archive, man. He made this dope ass sweatshirt, bro. Like he painted this shit, bro. He crazy with it, man. Shout that out to Westside Archive. That thing is sick. No, I mean, anyway, good people. Make sure you go stream this thing, as I've said, as we've said a million times. Definitely go check this thing out. It is a beautiful body of work. It is dark. It is gripping. It'll have you on the edge of your seat the entire time, and it'll – I don't know what how you'll feel afterwards. I mean, I can tell you – like I said, I can tell you how I felt. I felt liberated. I felt um, a little nervous and anxious from it. I There was a lot of things that I felt after listening to this, but the music itself, the quality – it's just it's so damn good so you guys make sure you check this out big shout out to taha big shout out to sir roly everybody that worked on this project mike cotter dj bella your audio engineer who i actually didn't even i don't know if you name dropped that uh, uh, angelo quaglia man north fire studios man it's an amorous shout out to uh, angelo he the best he the best and taha tell the people where they can find you yeah, you can find me on all streaming platforms. You can find me on Spotify. You can find me on SoundCloud. You can find me on Apple Music. Title if you're bougie. You can find me on all of that shit. Um, my music video, uh, Nightmares, uh, from my, from my single Nightmares, uh, is on YouTube. Shout out to uh, Pierce for filming that. It's a, it's a beautiful. Um, uh, there's a lot of crazy visuals we got going on there with a dope ass camera. It's not some v- VHS camera like these other motherfuckers be doing that shit. Not nah, some real ass good camera shit. So go check that shit out. And then yeah, you know, just just follow me and uh, new music to come pretty soon. You know, I'm gonna keep that rolling. So yeah, yeah, we gonna talk about that soon. So yeah. Ooh, we'll have you back yeah. on again for yeah. You will have you on for your uh, for your junior your junior year or junior junior episode or whatever. This one was your sophomore episode. Yeah. So. No great to have you again man you're always a great guest and um yeah so like i said guys make sure that you go stream that album make sure you uh, run up the numbers on that uh on that music video it's all linked in the description for you guys and yeah once again i'm mike this is taha with the turntable teachers and class is officially dismissed Turn to the